Okay, so we're going to the Ramban this week. Um, of course, it'll be in the Zuchut the Merit of our dear Chaylim the Chatufim. Everyone should have a Fushlem. I'll be able to come home safe, Mr. Hashem, very soon. The Ramban continues on the theme, Perak Yudal Pasu Dalin. But the Chazakti leave Paro Radaf Acharem. I will harden Paro's heart and chase after them. Pursue them. Pursue is a better word than chase after them. But Avor Shepachal Paro Mehem. Bemakaz Becharos. Remember, Paro was terrified during Makabaras. How do we know this? When at the end, if you take a look in Perak Bet, Lamed Bet, what did Paro say? When you guys go there, say Mishabach for me. You know? Make a Mishabach. Mishabach was saying, huh? Uvrach has Paro ben Paro, right? Paro ben Muhammad, whatever. Okay? Fine. Meaning, the Ramban has to deal with this new statement of, and I will harden Paro's relationship after you. What would we have thought? We would have thought. We saw the episode at the Sneh. What happened at the Sneh? Hashem says the heart in his heart. Okay, so we th- that's over. Makabah Karos has nailed the final coffin. He told Benishel to leave. The game's over. It's finished. No. Nope. Says Hashem, we're not done. <laughs> There's the... Um, interesting. Is this like the final nail in the coffin? Is this, is this the, the appendix? Or is this, you know, the 10th chapter? I don't know. Depends, right? But he wants to tell us. No, this is still part of the game. We're not, it's not over. The fact that he sent Bnei Yisrael to go, we'd think it was the end. I mean, if I didn't know about Bashalach, okay. Paro gave in. He said, make it for Mishmerach. It's over. You're still going to leave. No. Says Hashem to Moshe, wait. One more round. It's the final round. It's ninth inning. Okay? Um, so what will happen? Lo yabli bolder dofachrehem. Ki mivarachu. Ela sheyase Moshe behem kirtsono. When Paro told Moshe, you can take Bnei Yisrael out. The reader, Paro, thought, it's over. Yeah, Moshe, do whatever you want with the people. <laughs> Which, by the way, according to Ramban, meaning leave and maybe don't ever come back. I suppose it's just three days. Maybe it's like a, he gave like a permanent visa. He signed the visa card. Get out. Or, you know, get out of jail free, you know. Don't pass come. No, get jail free. Do. Sorry, Monopoly. Uh, we'll be getting out of jail. Get a jail free, whatever. Get a jail forever. I don't know. Okay, so my, my analogy wasn't very good. The Alking, who's Lamar? So now the Torah wants to tell us you should know something. Hashem's going to harden his heart to pursue Bnei Yisrael. This will be the last time. Harden his heart. He's going to chase after you. Here we go. Imagine this, right? Think about this. You're Paro. Like, you know, I don't know what university went to. Maybe you didn't go to university. I don't know. But like, He's been through a lot. And now, right, he saw David and he sees Makabakos. And now he sees the Yamasu splitting, Bnei Yisrael traversing. Traversing? Like, like, like the Bnei Yisrael are passing over it. Right? They're, they're crossing the Yamasu. Now, <laughs> what would most people say? Like, let's say you were a pro para guy. You'd be like, no, don't go there, right? Like, it's so obvious what's going to happen. Right? Like, okay, it's hard for us because we know this when it's going to happen. But, like, if you were a, I don't know, like, watching the, for the first time, the movie The Ten Commandments, right? Like, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. You really don't know what's going to happen, right? Come on. It's so obvious what's going to happen. Fascinating. Here we go. When he sees that for them, the Jewish people, the sea split, and Ben Israel are going over the water on dry land. 
What in the world is Paro thinking? I'll get them. <laughs> They're going to get stuck in the mud or I'll, I'll beat them to the other side. Like, what was Paro thinking? It was so obvious. Like, it's not every day you see the sea split. The timing is impeccable. Just when many Sorel are there. Okay, whatever. Now, Shemin Adav goes in a little bit. The sea splits. They cross over. And you see this is happening. And you have the... Not the bravery. Not the chutzpah. But almost the stupidity, right? Like, right? What are you doing? After all, the ein b'kol ha-mofsim says the Ramban, the splitting of the sea is the greatest pella, is the greatest miracle. There's no greater miracle than what this was. This was unparalleled. Unparalleled in, compared to what he's seen so far. Okay? But what happened? Hard in his heart. Right? Paul's like, I'm going in. I'll pull it off. I can get it. Okay? Now, if you take a look at what does the Torah tell us when Paul's actually there. So if you flip a few pages, flip a few pages. Yeah, where's the Ramban? Where's the Ramban? Where's the Ramban? Here it is. Go to, and I'll tell you the amazing psychology here. Go to the Ramban now, Kaf Aleph. Flip a few pages. Vayimoshes Yadolayam. And Yadol? Pasuk Kaf Aleph in the Ramban. Flip. Of, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Perik Yadol. Yes, yes, yes. You have it? You have it? Okay, good. For right at the top there. Yeah, you got it. Ramban. Right there. Okay, now let's go to the Pasuk. What does the Torah tell us? Moshe picks up his hand by the water. Hashem esayam. Just want to show you, by the way, the image here. Moshe's hand is up, right? Hashem esayam, and Hashem caused the water to move. How the ruach kadim, a strong wind, aza, power, right? Oz is strength. So there's a very strong, powerful wind. Kololayla the entire night. By the way, it's interesting. Miso stood in the water. And Paro had a lot of time to catch up, right? Because so didn't move for the whole night. He just stood by the water. So there's this crazy wind. How strong is the gust? I have no idea. 60, 70, 80, 100 miles an hour? I have no idea. Huge. So the wind comes and blows the water away. And all of a sudden, there was the water became a charava, was the dry land. The water was on the sides. Beniso and Ashpazu went through it. The water was on the sides. Now, what was what prevented the water from going over the land? The answer is wind. So wind comes, almost picks up right, stirs up the water, pushes the water to the side. Right? Like my sound effects, right? And then you start going across it. Now, why is it? And this is what the Rabban has to deal with. God is God. God, Moshe could have done this. Water goes, zoop. They go through, two minutes, over. What's with this wind and the production and all night, an all night windstorm? Oh, come on. Are you God? Are you uh, an amateur? If you're God, do, you know, it's two seconds. What's this, you know, like this amateur? They say, imagine if God had money. 
Right, imagine if God had money, right? Good, imagine if God actually knew to split a seat properly, right? Like, what, all night? Come on, enough of this product. It's almost like, like, like God is, it's like a production. Right, forget the production. That's exactly what Ramban's going to highlight. Says the Ramban, it was the will of God to what? To split the sea with a strong wind. In order to, to dry the land up. In order to make an appearance. As if the wind was making this charava, this destruction, this, this cause. So again, let's say you knew nothing about the Makos. You knew nothing about Mitzrayim. You didn't even know who Para was. You didn't know Ben Israel. You, you just show up and you see the scene in front of you. You see these people standing by the water and there's this crazy wind. Right? Crazy wind. You could argue. Cool. That's pretty good timing. Oh, nice. There's a wind. The wind causes the sea to split. These people are going across it. Is that right? It's not miraculous. It's, uh, what's meaning? What's causing the sea to split? There's just, you know, I've been living. Uh, maybe there's a guy who lives by the Yam his whole life. He's 80 years old, living there for 80 years, and all of a sudden there's a crazy wind, and the wind is causing the water to part. He's like, wow, that's pretty amazing. But does that mean God? Not necessarily, right? Well, why does that mean God? So God makes the sea split, quote unquote, naturally. Again, I, I realize it's not like every day the water comes in and spits the sea, but there's still some type of natural means to it. It wasn't a snap the finger of the water, all of a sudden, or the water could freeze and they could just walk over it, right? By the way, that would be another example. I guess frozen water is harder to do when it's in the desert, right? I guess that's, that might be even too tough for God. I, I'm not so sure, right? Right? That would be even cooler. That would be, be cooler? Block of ran, ice? If they ran over the ice and then as the stream came, it melted and they mm-hmm. fell through. And then it fro- Wouldn't that be cool? Huh? Yeah. That'd be even cooler. That'd be cooler? Is that a better effect? Fine. I'll have to write it into the, the you know, the effect, uh, Hollywood effect, your program, production. But that's what the Ramban said. The Ramban says part of all this, it had to be, meaning when Paro gets stubborn, when it says the Shem hardened part was hard, it just goes to show you, it's, this, is, this is this psychology going on here. Even though he saw, Tam, Tzvadeh, Kinyu, Maybe this is natural. Maybe this is the miraculous God. Maybe this is science. I can beat it. I cannot run it. I can get them. After all, if it took... I don't know. Twelve hours for the sea to split. Maybe it'll take six hours for the sea to crash. Right? I don't know. Right? So, okay. Let's get to the Ramban. Okay, fine. Now, if you go down... One line. Maybe it was the wind that did it, not the hand of God. For the Jewish people. Isn't that amazing? So the Ramban, uh, sorry, Paro, according to Ramban, is willing to write off Paro as maybe it's chance. It's the wind. It's nature. It's not God. 
There's no, there's no, there's no miracle, right? And it just goes to show when a person, when a, when a person is mad, when a person is angry, when a person, right? They'll believe anything. It goes to show you that, you know, it's kind of like these Hamas people. Yeah, well, there's no, if there was no this, you know, there was just the fact. Like, it's like your mind just plays these crazy, crazy games. Visit Tom. Oh, and this, I said this, but I want to show you that Ramban says this. And this is the real, when the, what does it mean? The Ramban doesn't want to say, I will harden his heart. Doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, have some neurological thing. No, it will, hardening his heart will mean that I'm going to make a situation where you could incorrectly conclude that what? That maybe it, was, it truly was, it truly was natural. Wow. I will chase, I'll pursue them myself. Okay, fine. All right, isn't that amazing? That's an amazing, an amazing Rabban. Okay, let's go to another one. Shalom Rabbi. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for with my voice. I heard it was an adventurous trip. I heard it was... Uh, it's just it's too much to... So much to absorb. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Mix of emotions, probably. Mikatsela <sighs> yeah. Katsa, yeah. If you want, I can come speak to your guys. Yeah. At some point. I don't know tomorrow? I'm not tomorrow. Whatever, Shabbos? Uh, maybe Shabbos. I'll see. I'll see what at the Davin Shachris in the main shul. Okay. But um, maybe. maybe. Okay. Okay. Fine. Great. Thanks. Okay, so let's go to another. Let's go to another Ramban. Um, flip to. Here's another Ramban. Let me look it up. <clears throat> Here. Go to... I love this Ramban. Go to... Where is it? 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 Give me one second. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find it. Ah, oh, here it is. Um... Where's that one button? Sorry, everybody. One second. Yeah. <coughs> okay. I thought I wrote it off. I didn't mark it off. I apologize. I thought I wanted to do like these three lines I wanted to do. Okay, fine. Whatever. We'll do the next one. Okay, jump to the end. I want to do. I want to do. I want to do a couple before the shira. I want to do a um, a couple after. Okay, here's the ramban. Let, what is the message of the man? Okay, what, let me explain what I mean. Go to pasuke. So tet zayin pasuke. 
Remember, the novelty of the man was that it fell every single day. It fell every single day. Now, what happened if you decided to hoard it and keep it for the next day? It would? Right. You get a smaller ration. Oh. So, no. So, what happened if you tried to take too much man? It says, Ashir. Sorry. It said, uh, uh, whoever tried to take too much, when they, when they took the man, they went home and they measured it. And everybody measured an Omer. If you took more, it measured an Omer. If you took less, measured an Omer. So you couldn't violate. Sometimes people take what they want or take what they need. You know what I mean, right? People wanted to take what they wanted, but Hashem made it, they took what they needed. Okay. And in response to the man, what does Hashem say? Vayomer. So, I'm going to provide for you. I'm bringing it down. Bread from the heaven. And the people went out every single day and gathered it. And here we go. Now, how do you translate this phrase? Leman Anasenu. How do you translate Leman Anasenu? So we're going to do a new okay. Leman means... Um, what? Like on top? Uh, on top of Leman, sometimes is wrapped in order to. Right? In order to. Leman, or because of. Anasenu means, from the word um, um, test. Anasenu. Uh, right? In order to test, will they go in my ways or not? Is sometimes the way it's translated, but it's a very awkward translation. Is this testing the people? What exactly is the test? Like, how is it a test if they took too much it rotted? So what's the test? It just rotted. Like, they took too little. It was end up being the same. Where's the test that's involved here? Right? Where's the test that's involved here? Okay. Many different ways of understanding it. Let's look at the Ramban. Laman and Asenu. You see it's right there, the few lines down. Bolded. Hayalech Besarasi. What does it mean? It says Rashi. Im Yishru Mitzvos Hadlosbo. If you keep the mitzvos, the commandments that relate to it, like what? Shalo Yosiro Mimenu. No leftovers. Lo Yitzu Bishabas Lokoto. You not you don't go out on Shabbos to gather it. Lashon Rashi, meaning what does Rashi say? Don't violate the rules of the man. What are the rules of the man? On twice on Friday, no Shabbos. Don't take extra. Don't leave over. Says the Ramban. No, 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 no. That's not right. Not right. No. Let me explain to you what it is. Hamoli chachab man bamidbar asher luavosecha. I, pr- I give you, I provide for you in the desert. I surely do have a sacrifice that your fathers didn't know, the man in order for you to. Anoscha is what inoy, you'd suffer a little bit. To test you, for good for you at the end. What is, this? What, what is the test? What is this good? Says Ramban, here we go. Here's the test. Shalom Hayab Yadam Mazon. Not 
What's the greatest test of the man? The greatest test of the man isn't that you're going to take too much or too little. Because guess what? You learned that rule very quickly. Right? You know, like, I don't think by the ninth day, that same guy who took too much on the first day, is still taking too much. Because if it rots, oh, yeah, just the first day. It was bad. It was bad. It already, you know, like, it was like old milk. You know, like you buy milk the day that's supposed to get spoiled. The next day it's bad. Okay, fine, fine. So I'll get milk that has like a far off stale date next time. Still is bad. Still is bad. Right? You learn your lesson. You're not a fool. So at some point in time, it didn't take very long. So says the Ramban, it can't be that the test of the man are the three examples that you can't violate the man. Because it doesn't make sense. They learned quickly and they weren't big five. Right? And how many people have even violated them? Moshe gave three rules. And if they did, how long, you know, how long did you violate them for? He realized it's silly. Right? Well, you go out on Shabbos with the, the fourth Shabbos, you're going to go out again because there hasn't been any of the last three. No, maybe this Shabbos, there's going to be like candy cane. No, there's nothing. Right? So says what's the real test? What's the real test? This is the test. The test is a psychological, emotional, religious test. Says Ramban. They didn't have any food. There's no choice in the desert. There's no solis. There's not even nebuch nofros. There's nothing. There's nothing. Rak haman. There's only man. That they didn't know about in the beginning. Their parents or grandparents never told them about man. It fell every day. They are hungry. You went hungry. You went to bed hungry and not knowing will there be food tomorrow. He still went to this place that's not a place of bread. It's the desert. Now, I'm not really sure what the choice was, but I guess, so I would say, and someone taught this to me, and I think it's very true, we don't really know what a desert's like. Maybe you guys do, because you're like near Las Vegas at some point in time, right? Like the desert here, you know, California. But like, what's a desert? So we think of a desert, Sahara Desert, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of like nothing. That's actually not true. There are pockets and oasis. You do have pockets of springs, you have pockets of growth, right? Things grow in the desert. Cacti, right? There are things that grow in the desert. So, if it's localized, you know, even today, you go to the Judean Desert, right? You go to Midbar Yehuda. Midbar Yehuda, you know, I'm not saying it's like the Sinai Desert, but like, we know that there are flash floods there every so often. Things can grow there, right? So, but you know what they did? They stayed with the camp. They didn't go looking, you know, let's... Let's find a place. If we're going to have to camp out somewhere, let's camp out by the oasis. Let's camp out by a place like En you know? Like, no. They literally realized they were going to stay where they are, where they were, and survive by the mud. And that's why Hashem says, I remember all the path that you took for 40 years. I was going to test you. Oh. This is an amazing Ramban. It's an amazing Ramban because I never thought of this before. 
אשר ככה זה משנה מבר, למענו אסחר למאניס אסחר לדעת איס אשר בבחד ישמור מסבינו. Will you follow me as or not? Here we go. Because what could you have done? כי היה יכול הוליכם בדרך ערים. השם could have taken, you know, בני ישראל went through the desert. I'll tell you another route. They could have gone through cities. They could have gone, you know, there's like different ways to get to the top of Masada. You can climb Masada. No, take a cable car. Huh? Right? They could have done it. Instead, they went through the desert with very dangerous scorpions and who knows what else. They had no bread. Every single day. In order to inculcate in them to believe in God, that God provides every day. Meaning, in the desert, it was obvious who's providing for them. No one thought that they planted. No one thought that they harvested. No one thought that they... No, they realized it was God's bread. When, and therefore, when they go to the land of Israel, when it's less obvious, you know, bread comes from where? Well, in the desert, came from the sky, fell from the sky. I don't mean bread literally, I mean bread, you know, sustenance, physical. In the land of Israel, bread comes from the ground. But maybe coming from the ground, I don't realize that coming from the ground, coming from the sky, it's the same thing, so provided by God. It's a very powerful lesson. So that's what, the, that's what Ramban, I think, seems to suggest, is that this is, this is a training ground. Right? The, the, I mean, the bars are changing. And remember, how long are they supposed to be in the desert for? The original plan. They leave Mitzrayim. What are they supposed to do after they leave Mitzrayim? What is Hashem to Moshe that's going to happen to them? Let's go for three days. And what are they supposed to do maybe the end of those three days? What is it? Hashem saying? What are they going to do? Get the Torah. Tavdun Es Hashem Bahar says they're going to serve God in this mountain. So they'll go to Harsina. Get the Torah. How long does it take to go from Egypt? To the Sinai Desert, just get the Torah. I don't know, a few days, a week. I don't know. But why is it that it doesn't work out? So the answer is a lot of laws. It takes a lot of time. Education process. So how come they don't go to Israel right after all that? A terrible event takes place. That's called Chet Hegel. Hegel delays the departure. Okay, build the Mishkan. Fine, the Mishkan's finished. In the second year, they leave on the fifteenth of Nisan. The following year, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the Mishkan is ready. So why don't they leave? Is this the safe answer? Too close to Pesach. They have to bring korbanos every single day. The Nisim, they inaugurate it. it takes twelve days. Now it's the thirteenth of Nisan. They can't go anywhere. They got Pesach and they got to bring korbanos the next day. And then why can't they leave after that? It's Pesach. Why can't they leave after that? One got few people are like. Ritami. We did do Pesach last week. Wait for them. Pesach Shani. Uh, now it's in the middle of the ER. Why don't, we, why don't they go home? They prepare. They start preparing. Go to the land of Israel. But then something bad happens. They go. The spies go. They come back. They're Shabbat. And that 38 years later is when they go in. Okay? So the whole beginning to end was 40 years, but really it's only really like 38 and a bit in terms of the actual story. Okay? So what's my point? My point is, is that the original plan was how long were they going to have a month for? Only until they enter the land of Israel. Well, how long was that supposed to be? To take? No, original plan there. was not, sorry, Miraglim was not good. The original plan was, I don't know, a few weeks? A few months? Word there. Unfortunately, everything came crashing down. 
So when you want to talk about like how long do we train? <clears throat> how long do we have to train? Um, oh, Moshe's not coming. He just texted me. Um, so how? <laughs> um, that was the that was the that was the that was the plan. There's a delay, so it could be that the whole training in the desert was only going to be a certain amount of time, right? I don't know, two weeks, two months. Okay. Let's let's flip to the end. I didn't have Marv yet, so I wanted to have Marv. Skip to I'm like I'm lying with this. Okay. Go to. Okay. What? Uh, no. Let's do this. Here we go. Go to. Um, the end of the story. Yud Zion. Yud Bet. 1712. The day Moshe Vidim. Moshe hands are very heavy. Rock or boulder. You put underneath it. And he sits on it. She's tired. So they prop it up, these rocks. And Aaron Nechur stand and hold up his hands. One on each side. And his hands serve as a emunah until the sun rises. Which, in the end, corresponded to them being victorious against Amalek. So, here's the image, right? And my hands are here, and they're being held up by, by the rock, and held up maybe by the by Aaron and Chur, and the hands are like emunah. What does that mean? I mean the hands are emunah. It's a strange word, use of emunah, right? We had the word emunah earlier in our parsha. It says, right? After the Shira. What's Amunah over here? So, Ramban. What does it mean that his hands were... So we have to re, we're going to have to retranslate the word Amunah. Amunah is not really going to mean belief. Because his hands were belief. I mean, hands were belief. So this is going to be an amazing translation because this is going to help us with the word Moda'ani Panacha Melachadachem how great is what? What do we turn to Hashem? I recognize him. Thankful. How, how great is what? How great is your Muna? We say to Hashem. What are we talking about there? How great is Hashem's Muna? And what? So again, what do we say? Thank Hashem. Recognize Hashem. Master of the world. Return my soul. With mercy, 
So let's see. Rabbi Munasaha, how great is your loyalty, faithfulness, commitment? In who? That's why we woke up this morning. We're not saying God's a Munah. Rabbi Munasaha, God's a Munah. God knows this. we're talking to God. Rabbi Munasaha, how great is your loyalty and belief in me that I woke up this morning? Now you understand what the word Munah means. There's a much better translation than faith. Take a look at this. Via Deva Munah. What? Function were Moshe's hands? They were Amuna. How? They stood there and they existed in their exaltedness. They served as loyalty. They were loyal. Meaning, if your hands function the way they're supposed to function, your hands are being loyal. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right? Moshe needed to leave his hands up because as the famous mission says to point to Hashem to, when they fought the war to remember that Hashem gives them the strength, right? So Moshe's hands were lifted up and the hands were amuna. They were loyal. They were doing what they're supposed to be doing, reminding the people that who's in charge is God. You follow? That's via davla amuna. It's beautiful. Very important translation. That's what he says here. That we establish in amuna davar kayam bivris. To establish this covenant. What does it mean that a peg that stays in its place? Because what's a peg supposed to do? Stay in its place. Hold down something. So if a peg is being a muna, it means it's accomplishing what it needs to accomplish. Is that a nice translation? So a muna is faithfulness or loyalty or, or, or commitment, right? It's doing what it needs to be doing. So when we say, how great is God's loyalty in us? That's why he woke us up this morning. His commitment in us, loyalty in us, faith in us. Faithfulness is maybe is much better translation than the word faith. Um, okay. Then you have a Kabbalistic interpretation of the Ramban. The Moshe held up his ten fingers and it's based on some Kabbalistic thing that he is referring to. But that's an amazing Ramban. What does it mean? This hands were Ramuna. How's that? What is that? What does it mean? What does that even entail? Okay. Um, it's getting late. What the Ramban actually says, and I'll, I'll, I'll point that out now, is um, when it comes to Amalek, the Ramban says that what makes Amalek so bad, we'll do this outside, it's very much appropriate to the times that we are in. What makes Amalek so bad? They wanted to wipe out men, women, and children. And they didn't want to attack Bnei Israel for land. Most people attack people because they want their land. The classic battle in the ancient world was very simple. I'm strong. I think you're weak. If I kill you or capture you, I'll be my servant. You'll be my slave. I'll get your house. Take your land. That's like the ancient world. Stronger people survive. Survive the fittest. But Amalek, what is Amalek going to capture from Bnei Israel? In the desert. What are they going to get? They don't land? What, they have uh, great uh, possessions? What do they have? Yeah, the Julius. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like everyone knew that they simply wanted to destroy the Jewish people for the sake of destroying the Jewish people. Not to gain something. I'm not saying you sh- it, it justifies when you want to wipe out somebody to gain something. But it's more rational. Their hatred for the Jewish people was irrational. Because who fights the war just to wipe out people? Who does that? 
answers Amalek. That's what makes Amalek so bad, is they just hated Amisur for the sake of hating Amisur. And that's why we have a mitzvah to destroy those types of people. But only those types of people. Someone destroys us because they want to capture our land? Okay, let's face it. Hamas is, just, you know, Hamas is going to capture land because they brought they, they were, of course they knew they were going to lose at some point they're going to capture land they just wanted to destroy the Jewish people they just wanted to capture the people, hurt the Jewish people that was their goal and that's why they had the same status the same belief system appalling, disgusting, despicable belief system as a Amalek just like Amalek attacked the weak attacked the, the vulnerable people so too that's exactly what Hamas did we should be victorious all over them